Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Everybody, welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy Tax Williams. We're back from our holiday slash wedding slash impossible to shift colds. <laughs> yeah, man. We always have a bit of a break in the summer, it seems. So we've taken a couple of weeks off, but it's nice to hear your voice again. We've just been bullshitting for a little bit, and obviously, for reference for people in the future, we've been in lockdown for the last however many years at this point. <laughs> so I only ever get to hear your voice occasionally and it's nice, man. No, I said it's as we've spoken on previous pods. I'm looking forward to when you get the date for your house sorted because then you will finally let me take you, your daughter and your now wife out for lunch at a fancy yeah, pub boy. restaurant. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer. Surf and turf, lobster and filet mignon. That's what he's going for. <laughs> We don't do fishy stuff in this house. Lobsters are completely different level. <laughs> I don't mean to disappoint, but like, yeah, what's a lobster like? Go on. Underrated. Sorry, overrated. Oh, really? Overrated. Overrated, okay. It's all right. It's nice. I like the fact that you instantly assumed that I would have been a connoisseur of lobster. I could Was say, I correct? Of course you are. The first time I had lobster. <laughs> first time I had lobster. And this sounds like this is on that that food podcast, which, you know, another reputable human who sounds a lot like me is also part of with... Uh, Coach Wicked. Um, you should go listen to that food podcast. There's some lovely people that do it. I, I, they sound very familiar. But um, my first experience <laughs> of lobster, I was on a snowboarding trip between Christmas and New Year with my fra- <sighs> with my friends. I'm holding my nose in the air to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my silver spoon is falling out my ass right now. <laughs> that's right. My three are still up there. <laughs> and, that was the implication, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you have to learn to keep them in because that's how you stay so tight and wealthy and upper middle class. <laughs> Do you walk around with a book on your head at home? I have to to keep the posture. <laughs> Good man. But the um, yeah, so we were on the snowboarding trip. This is me and a group of my friends. And when we arrived, the first thing I said, "Ooh, snowboarding friends." Ooh. Well, I I'd Sorry, never I been resist. That. Oh, that's a terrible bad. Like, yeah, I should be. Yeah, carry on. I'd never been snowboarding or skiing before, but my friends were very um, adamant skiers twice a year. You no, know? I just stay in the chalet and like look at the babes. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, there was a chalet with an outdoor pool. There's nothing more enjoyable than going a swimming oh. pool that's surrounded by snow until you then realise, fuck, I've got to walk back to the chalet. <laughs> Yeah, put this on the D. Yep. But uh, um, when we got there on the Boxing Day, I said, surely, as we're going to be here on New Year's Eve, we should probably go to one of these restaurants and book a table for New Year's Eve. And the rest of the party said, no, it'll be absolutely fine. Cut to two days before New Year's Eve, so December the 29th. And we went everywhere, and it was all booked. Other than one place who had a set menu, which is about 90 euros ahead, when a euro was not equivalent of a pound back in the day, y- old young folk. Um, and the main course was lobster. So there's me and my friend Mike who are just sat there fighting with our lobsters on our plate. We're picking them up, going yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you said fighting with your lobsters, I meant like trying to break it open with a hammer or whatever. But no, you mean you were role playing with your lobsters like they're action figures or something. Of course, we were big lobster Good and lob- lobby yeah. lobby McLobberson probably. <laughs> but um, kick lobster. <laughs> but then uh. When we're on our... It's a shame for fame, <laughs> lobster head. 
But then when we were on a cruise, oh, well, 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 it's getting worse. <laughs> Fuck it out. And my wife had lobster. I skipped over the reference of the Boxing Day. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> and then when when me and my wife were on a cruise several years ago, um, she was having surf and turf, which was really, really fancy, like fillet steak and a lobster where a man came over with a little hammer and broke and cracked every little bit of lobster out on her plate for her because she didn't want to do it correctly so wow i mean more for me because two days later i found out my wife was pregnant and my life was fucking ruined forever but it's a good thing we've got this <laughs> podcast <laughs> well, did you, you cut that story off where was that story going oh no just more about lobster you asked about lobster oh, brilliant okay <laughs> So welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. This is part two of our Enter the Dragon series, Daniel Bryan's run to WrestleMania 30, Triple X, sexy. Uh, I promise Enter we'll the Bree mode. Moment. Enter the yeah, Dragon. exactly. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Ruined matter. it. Doesn't matter. It's fine. We're doing Raw from the 27th of Jan 2014, but we haven't spoken for a while, so I think we're just going to bullshit for a bit, and eventually we'll get onto the wrestling. But, you know, you don't come here for that. You come here for us, right, listener? Yeah, and there's nothing to do with the fact that we watched this episode maybe two, possibly three weeks ago, and the memory mm. is a little bit sketchy. It was quite a while ago. I, ha- I watched a few bits. Uh, I finished work early today. Um, if you're listening, Ollie. No, I didn't. I worked very hard. I worked all the hours. Please pay me. <laughs> but I finished work a bit early today. <laughs> and I um, skipped through a few uh, bits of the show to kind of try and remind myself. Because honestly, I was sitting here going, right, so we're doing the run of Dragon at WrestleMania to WrestleMania 30. They did the Royal Rumble where Batista won. Um... <laughs> couldn't remember a fucking thing that happened on this show because my memory is pretty terrible it's not to say nothing memorable happened on this show um but we'll get to that i guess but i mean i got married you've been on a holiday apparently you have something to tell me about this holiday because you didn't mention save it for the pod so how was your holiday well as i've mentioned my snowboarding holiday with my friends I've mentioned my lovely cruise around the Nordics. I have many had many lovely holidays to the Americas. I've had lovely holidays right. in the UK. Stop showing off, you dirty cunt, and tell the story. No, no, it's, it's, this is this is for context. This holiday, <laughs> I'm just being mean for the laughs. It's all good. This holiday was probably the worst holiday I have ever been on. England, England. How dare you? Because when I went to the Isle of Wight two years ago, it was one of the nicest holidays I've been on. I didn't think I'd enjoy it, but I like the Isle of Wight. I think I will retire there. Hmm. I went to the Isle of Wight as a kid. I ran up a hill. I ran back down the hill to see my mum and went, I just saw a fairy. And my brother then went home. <laughs> jokes. Got jokes all day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so picture this. Upper middle class family. The Miller, the, the Williams, <laughs> the Tax Williams family you can take out the bit of middle class. I think the game's up here. By the way. <laughs> um, we arrived at our rental cottage in Somerset. In Somerset, rental palatial mansion. I think you're. Well, I wish it was rich. I wish it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Because where this is going? Is it too poor for you? Was it too many poor people? Pretty much. The plebs were out. <laughs> well, we arrived. The proletariat. <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs> We'd booked a two-bedroom cottage, which was very nice. But what... Not enough bedrooms, tax. Not enough bedrooms. Well, <laughs> plenty enough bedrooms, just not enough doors. Oh, God. What do you mean? So my daughter's bedroom was on a mezzanine floor, but it was closed off by curtains, not You said a, a word that I didn't understand. Second floor. <laughs> okay. Sorry, first floor. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> had a... 
her bedroom basically did not have a door. It had curtains. Mm. So it meant me and my wife had to sit in silence till half eight, nine o'clock every night after I put her to bed because she would hear the, the terrible freeview television uh, in, the fr- in the front room. Also, her bedroom had a skylight where the blind didn't cover it. So natural light coming through at what sunrise, quarter to five every morning. So I'll wake at quarter to five every fucking morning of the holiday. Hmm. A right of every parent's life is the sun at this time of year. For fuck's sake, just go away. Let my kids sleep, please. Arrived <laughs> at the holiday cottage. Hmm. Yeah, there is a strong smell of damp here, but obviously it'd been Ooh. raining, and I'd been to Peppa Pig World on the way there. I don't know where my <laughs> wife or daughter had been. <laughs> Banner, bait and switch. I love it. That was good. But um, funny. I, I arrived and I thought, crikey, I smell very damp. But it wasn't me. That was just bo. I didn't smell of damp. No, that was the holiday cottage that smelled of damp. Oh, goody. It's just what you want. The next, well, and the night we'd arrived, obviously being poured down with rain on at Peppa Pig World. Actually, quick sidebar, Peppa Pig World. My daughter queued up to have a photograph with Peppa and George. We got to the front of the queue. Peppa fucked off for a snack. Didn't come back out, so she just had to photograph with fucking George. (laughs) Fucking pigs. (laughs) I'm going to swine assholes. But yeah, we were freezing. We were freezing. Wait, wait, hang on, what the fuck's that about, Pepper? It's, it's, it's literally the world is named after this fucking pig, and it can be bothered to stick around to have a photo with your kid. Well, my kid is a cock, so you know it doesn't surprise me. Hey, well, hang on, I mean, like, all kids are cocks basically, but you know, like it's kind of their job to to please kids, right? That's the whole point of kids' world or whatever, like some generic name. Yeah, it? and would you believe it, my daughter was not overly impressed that Pepper fucked off and then was just left with George. More importantly... Oh, fucking shit! Jo- that's traumatising stuff, dude. That's awful. And I think what was more upsetting is that Pepper tried to walk off and George tried to go off for a snack and George's boss turned and went, no, you have to stay. <laughs> wow. So, Jesus. But in fairness, Pepper Pig World, not too bad. The highlight for me was nothing to do with Pepper Pig. My daughter wanted to watch the pirate show there twice. So... I like pirates. Yeah, I mean, so do I. Um, but not in the pissing rain where there's no seating. And nice man at the holiday park told me I couldn't s- sit on the floor. Like, like 4D cinema. It's like the ocean going over your face, no? Well, maybe. But anyway, I was freezing cold, as were the rest of the Team Tax Williams. We arrived at this damp smelling cottage to realise it only had storage heaters. You know, heating for the poor. Almost in my house buying process, right? Because I'm in that process right now, lovely listener. Uh, I, we did look at one house and immediately only had storage heaters and no gas. And immediately I looked into what alternatives there are. Because I had a house that I rented once I had storage heaters in. Yeah, fucking shits. So they're the worst, aren't they? When I had a storage heater in my flat, which I refer to as the crack den, because it looked so grimy and was really not becoming of me. Um, I had to heat it up. <laughs> I had to heat the place up with the oven. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's cold. Turn the oven on. So. Nice. But anyway, so we got. Tell, please tell me the oven was gas. No. Oh, because that would have been extra funny, but okay. <laughs> Sadly not. But anyway, so back to the holiday cottage. And then the next night, so after freezing our nuts off and it was horribly cold, um, next night, pissing down with rain, sideways rain. And I looked up and I was like, oh, the roof is leaking. <sighs> next morning, glorious sunshine. I was like, oh, that makes a change. Went out, did something, came back. I'll just make this jam sandwich of Harriet. Really hot, sunny day. Unsurprisingly, the house is now really hot. Open the jam jar. What the fuck's this? Loads of ants have just appeared out of nowhere. There's an ant infestation in this cottage. So are you kidding? I messaged the, uh, the, the cottage owners who are on site because they basically got their big 
land and they've got individual cottages and hovels, the one we were in. And (laughs) they message back saying, oh, we'll come and sort the ants out tomorrow. We know about the rain. We just haven't got round to fixing it. So don't fucking rent out the cottage then. What kind of fucking response is that? Oh, I'll deal with the ants while you're on holiday for 24 hours. By the way, we know there's a leak in the roof. We didn't fucking fix it or tell you. <laughs> it's okay. We will. Promise. But Fuck. on a positive, their internet was fucking brilliant. Super fast. <laughs> really good. Downloaded all my Warhammer games through Steam that I haven't been bothered to download at home because my internet's really slow. Nice. Good use of time. And also got to watch Eurovision while I was there. So everyone loves the Eurovision Song Contest. I enjoyed that immensely as we tweeted openly about. Yeah. Da 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 CZW. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that CZW. And then also the really angry Ukrainian lady who dressed up as a peacock. Oh, that was my one of my favourites. It's great. Mm, I don't remember. I remember the German one. That was really funny. And it was like... I may be gay, but you can beat me up. I'm happy. I don't feel hate. And you're like, what? (laughs) These lyrics are very strange. Fuck. I always loved Eurovision when I was younger. I used to put on like subtitles on teletext. Well, it would have been CFAX. It was on BBC. And when I realized I enjoyed it, there was, I think it was the Danish entry. And we're talking about maybe 1996, 1997. And then the man was dancing erotically with a lady. And the translation was, singing about injecting her with his rivers of caramel and honey. <laughs> Gunge all over the place. <laughs> yeah, he's gunging everywhere of the Eurovision <laughs> stage. But in fairness, there were some nice highlights. They went to Western Supermare. So that was nice. That was nice. Um, and also, <laughs> to, to really add to this before we go into the pod, so we needed, as we've got young child, we needed to stop somewhere on the way home from driving from Somerset back to Tax Williams Palatial Mansion. Whiskey factory, I'm assuming, at this point. Well, I don't drink. So. Oh, yeah, you don't, do you? Did your missus drink? Yeah, but not whiskey. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, that's what we do when we're on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the way back, we're like, where's a stopping point? <clears throat> and my wife said, ah, look, here's a location. And I was like, interesting. But we have to join up to be members to go here. And I was like, don't worry, I'll sort this out. I've got club card vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> so I signed up for the membership of this establishment, which cheap was... and posh listeners. <laughs> well, you'll find out why in a second. So obviously, I've got God. my membership, and I re- read through the uh, the instructions. And if you attend any of these venues as a member of this place, I'll reveal in a second. You can take a family guest with you, and a family and 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 a child, and they don't pay any extra. So I didn't need to pay for three memberships. It was just mine. Nice. So we were driving back round, down round to the M25, into the location, because I had to park in the car park, as I am now a member of the Royal Horticultural Society. Hey, look at you. And as we stopped at RHS Risley on the way home, I have never felt so out of place in my life before. <laughs> Did you bring a boater, maybe? <laughs> that would help. That would have helped as opposed to sitting there in my... The cardinal sin. I was wearing my own work, my my own merch. So I was wearing a Tax Williams oh. T-shirt, shorts, <laughs> tattoos out, an ECW trucker cap. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, well, you say this right, but if you're in a posh crowd, they're a bit Brexity usually, right? And your T-shirt has lots of pound signs on it. I occasionally worry about wearing your T-shirt because it has pound signs on it, and people think I'm going to be some Brexiteer or something. <laughs> you know, 
Can you imagine that as a gimmick <laughs> for Tex mm. Williams if he ever returns? Brexit <laughs> means Brexit. Strong, strong and stable. <laughs> well, it, do you not remember that Will Power started using that as part of Wicked Ink? And they kept going, we're strong and stable. <laughs> <laughs> it's good shit, man. I mean, <clears throat> so... Excuse me. Before we go into the pod, should we actually talk about what's been happening in wrestling? AEW's good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The AEW show is really fucking good. It's double or nothing 2021. The first cr- show with crowds back that was outstanding, that triple threat, was one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, WWE, on the other hand, is intolerably bad. I mean, it's funny you should say about you know not remembering anything about Raw. It's a shame we're not covering modern time because I get the impression if we watched it six months ago, we could have reviewed the show because it sounds like it's all the same. Although it's nice they've brought back you know Virgil, Cody, and Trish Stratus's face guard for Sheamus, so that's good. They've, yeah, it's odd. Someone's been in the find... warehouse of props and they've gone, oh fuck, we haven't used this for a while. Give it to Sheamus, it'll be fine. <laughs> Subtly segueing to 2014. Do you find the when you're watching these shows in 2014, that you're almost judging it in comparison with today's product. Oh, absolutely. And I think the three-hour Raw is the prime example. And considering, yeah. listen, if, you, if, if you've if you only really just started, you know, if you're new to the podcast or you're new to wrestling in like the last five years, this time was before the network. Yeah, like they talk about introducing the WWE network on these shows, don't they? Yeah. Like it's funny in that whenever we did like the WCW run or the TNA run, I didn't really think as I was watching it, where does this go to, or where does this lead today's modern product to, or whatever, or what significance it really had. I was just watching the shows for what they were, and I tried doing that with these shows, but every time I'm watching it, going, "Oh yeah, this is still the main event now, six years later, <laughs> with no fans." <laughs> it's just, it's kind of odd, man. Well, this is what we've know, said on the running thought I had c- concurrently throughout watching this show, even like skipping through it earlier. I was just like, wow, this is strange. I just can't stop thinking about the modern product while watching this. And this is what we said during the prequel episode and when we covered Rumble 2014 on our last episode. If you missed it, go back and listen to it on our archives, worldwrestlingpodcast.com. Um, everything is the same. There's nothing. The good wrestlers mm. have left. I mean, we, we mentioned it at the Rumble. Punk's gone. And we've now got Dragon left. There definitely feels like humongous missed opportunities. It feels like they had the chance to make some serious stars. And they haven't done it. Uh, Cough, Alistair Black, cough, Braun Strowman, you know. Well, they'll be fine in New Japan. And I mean, Zack Ryder's gone off to GCW. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) appearing pretending to be mox under the hood then unveiling it to be zach ryder is ultimate heel heat that's well funny <laughs> this was the beef with nick gage and zach ryder started over a t-shirt uh, obviously planting yeah. the seed wasn't it twitter merch you know all yeah. that sort of bollocks yeah anyway so we're doing raw the 27th of january 2014 monday night raw uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, obviously. This was broadcast live on the USA Network. Where was it broadcast in the UK, Tax? Would have been broadcast on Sky Sports blank. I think it would have been exactly. Sky Sports 3 at this stage in the UK. Yeah, I think it was still 3 at this time. Um, live, though, which is pretty good. Uh, this did a 3.2 on the rating, which is pretty good. 
Well, you know, that's a good thing because they've done exactly the same thing last, you know, on Monday. And I think they have only lost 2 million viewers since 2014 mm. to doing exactly the same show without fans on Monday. It's working out, isn't it? <laughs> so commentary team is the same three-man booth we had for the pay-per-view. Jerry Lawler, JBL and Michael Cole. Uh, we'll obviously talk about them as we go through the show. Um, we open on a photo moto- montage, montage, montage of events from the Rumble. Because uh, we can't the show the now. live footage because it's on pay-per-view. Yeah, I always thought it was a bit weird because they kind of show like really, really slow motion replays where they almost look like photos at time. And then they are just showing photos as well. And I always thought that, you know, WWE, you know you own this footage, right? Like, could you not just show a little clip and like maybe that would entice people to watch it more? People might want but to buy the t- replay. <laughs> yeah, but I always thought that, I don't know why these like photo montages... I always used to watch them and be like, why wouldn't you show a clip? Like, that would make me want to buy it more. Like, if I look at a silly gif of a Young Bucks match or something that happened in New Japan, I'm trying not to spoil the big thing that happened this week. You know, if I see one of those moments or one of those spots, I'm much more inclined to go watch it than just seeing a photo. I don't know, is it just me? I mean, I don't think we can even start judging WWE business protocols, can we? Mm. I know my brain's a bit weird sometimes, so I have to ask these questions, but whatever. Uh, we open into a wide shop high up in the arena in Cleveland, Ohio. Triple H's Kings of Kings music hits immediately as Michael Cole... As Michael Cole... Boo. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. I thought you'd forgotten the gimmick then. Uh, Cole says, we are on the road to WrestleMania. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. As unpredictability ruled at the Royal Rumble event. You can fucking say that again. <laughs> unpredictability. Yeah. The only unpredictable event was Punk got a concussion. <laughs> yeah. And Dragon wasn't the guy that they put in. They didn't even put him in the fucking match tax. Well, was it planned? Ooh, we'll find mm. out. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> uh, Triple H and Steph get their intros by Justin Roberts. And as Triple H squeezes Steph so hard her head is consumed by her own boobies, Cole, boo, continues as the authority obviously giddy um, well, um, and the authority obviously giddy tonight after a very successful Raw Rumble event sold out in Pittsburgh last night. Sentences don't necessarily make sense, but he's getting the point across. Oh, Michael Cole. Good thing he's trained up Jimmy Smith to be able to tolerate McMahon in the headset. I suppose that's one good thing from Raw these days. I haven't watched an episode of Raw yet with him on commentary. No professionals? <laughs> I mean, he's not a wrestling guy. He's never a May guy. But I do like his commentary. It'll be interesting to see how long he lasts. And he's not I a baseball guy. He's not a baseball guy. So at least he's got some... Yeah. Like, he can call the occasional move. Oh, look, the Miz is trying to lock in a Kimura. But what he's actually trying to do is hump his leg. Yeah. So I watched the um, Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul boxing match this weekend. I'm assuming you didn't. No, because I don't want to waste money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, All I didn't time. waste money. Let's put it that way. I did waste quite a bit of time on it. Um, to be fair, I was playing Counter Strike the whole time, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> Just done in the background. But uh, Mara Ronaldo was commentating that whole event, and I couldn't help but just be like, "WWE had this guy," <laughs> and they were like. We, we we couldn't, like, stop our dickhead people being bullies to this amazing fucking talent to the point where he was like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Like, what kind of company <laughs> lets this guy go? 
and lets other people fucking bully him. You know what I mean? Like, it's Mauro fucking Ronaldo. He's the best. Look at the list of people they have released or haven't been able to find anything to do with. Now, again, I'm not in the boat of people going, they're releasing them all during a global pandemic. Oh, they're bastards, money-grabbing bastards. It's a case of, well, at the end of the day, people, they're independent contractors. <laughs> it isn't right, but the mind gripe should be, should these people have been worked, you know, better talent, you know, been utilised better on screen? I, d- I don't think everyone's like... Like the people kicking off about Eve Marie, Eve Marie. They're like, they got rid of these people. They've got Eve Marie because you're complaining about Eve Marie. Ruby Wright is a million times better wrestler, but there's nobody online going, you know who really needs to be on TV? Ruby Wright. Until they get rid of Ruby Wright and they go, fucking Eve Marie. Ruby Wright should have that job, and they've got Eve Marie. They released Samoa Joe, but Pat McAfee's on commentary because it isn't a wrestling company anymore. It's an entertainment and social media company. That's what it is. And that's why we yeah. see the same shit every day. They just need clicks. They are. They are. <laughs> they've got, they've got I mean, the cultaholic route. They just need clicks. I mean, I don't want to badmouth rivals in the YouTube world or whatever. I'll badmouth WWE, though. Um, <laughs> like, I think to give these people who are complaining, as you're saying, uh, their dues or whatever i think they are aspiring for something more than just a media company you know i think they hope the WWE will eventually become a really good wrestling company um i think they're barking up the wrong tree at this point i think it's a lost cause it's it an a interesting bit like w in 2000 you know everyone went for years complaining like and saying all the guys from roh who are fantastic wrestlers should be in WWE. And the interesting thing we've got now is the quality of in-ring action in WWE is probably the best it's ever been, but there's no stories because creative is shit. Wrestlers don't have the balls in a pandemic to turn around and go, no, this is shit. And that's, you know, everyone will blame creative and they'll blame Vince Man and that's fine. But I guarantee you, during the Attitude Era, would you see Steve Austin? I mean, he didn't. He fucking picked up his ball and left if he didn't like creative. Can you imagine someone like Humberto Carrillo turn around and go to Vince Man? Actually, Vince, this is a really shit idea. Because he's like, thank you for my paycheck, Mr. McMahon. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I guess so, man. Um, yeah, it's just weird times. Like, I wish their credit was better and we could have more competition. And I think they've buried themselves, if I'm totally honest. I think they had opportunity to do stuff. Like, look at these 2014 shows. If they'd have tried to make CM Punk a star, if they'd really made Daniel Bryan a star and really, really stuck with it. And then I think they could have done it. And then it feels like they tried to at later dates and stuff, especially with Dragon. But I feel like they missed their opportunities so often. Like, who can't make Braun Strowman a star? Look at the guy. I, w- I, I wonder still with Braun Strowman. You remember back to Great Balls of Fire when mm. Lesnar like was like calm the fuck down and then laid into Braun Strowman I wonder if that was the turning point and when Lesnar but would you have ever told Brody to calm down would you ever tell Stan Hansen to calm down what about Stan Cole Steve Austin you know what I mean like <laughs> it seems so stupid that that would be the thing that stops you I think this company's become so petty you know well that's the problem it is petty and then mm. what are we going to do to get Braun oh Rocky St- could you could you not be mean to Billy Gunn please <laughs> you know <laughs> like what exactly but they're, they're going with the whole, again, publicly traded company BS. But as you said with Braun Strowman, I don't think he helped himself. 
I think he what always happened with Braun when he negotiated his new contract because he knew his worth, he got his money, but then they were like, okay, we'll give you your money because you've actually understood the value of you, but we are going to kill your value right now, sort of thing. Yeah. The other thing that I couldn't stop thinking about when they said they released Braun was how many film and TV opportunities Miz, Orton, Big Show, people like that got when you look at a guy like Braun and you hear him talk out of character and you're like, dude, this guy is obviously a movie star. He's the, could be Andre Princess Bride and <sighs> so many opportunities missed. It feels such a shame. And honestly, if I was him, I'd go straight to Hollywood because he will find roles. Yeah. Easy. I... Like massive, high paid roles. You've mentioned this before on the pod as well about sort of his crossover commercial appeal because... He's a very personable chap. He's got a wonderful like life story to follow on. And, mm. you know, especially like the year he main evented WrestleMania 36 against Goldberg because Roman was like, I'm not fucking coming to work. <laughs> and yeah. well, rightfully so, to be honest. But... And Braun wasn't even on the card that year. Yeah. So it goes to show how little interest they have. Him. And also that Swamp Pit match just finished him off. I think, oh, unfortunately... You know, and I, I, you know, you can you can read between the lines of whatever you want on the, like dirt sheet sites, and uh, you know, I hope Bray is doing well. But it is unfortunate that every gimmick match that Bray has, other than the fire, the original Firefly Funhouse, everything he's touched has just turned to shit. Bro, if you're Bray and thinking about how you've been booked over the last couple of years, especially after you gave them the Firefly Funhouse and they're at their worst and their weakest. If you had the opportunity to sit home and get paid until your contract ran out, wouldn't you do it? Hands down. I mean, the yeah, fact they've given right. Alexa Bliss his gimmick is like... Don't, don't. Hell. It's a fucking puppet! <laughs> Mate. Dan- the whole dangerous Chucky Alexa. W- <laughs> Chucky WCW thing. That oh is their, their main event on Raw. That's their main event, dude. A, a mocked... <laughs> fucking classic moment in WCW's awful history. <laughs> it's Raw's main event nowadays. What? Oh, it's fucking stupid. Well, but if, 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 if the puppet becomes World Heavyweight Champion, then we're okay. Because <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone loves a puppet. Um, but yeah. the good thing about this Raw from the, this time period, at least you knew where you stood and you'd always have Triple H and Stephanie opening the show with a promo. I say we're already half an hour into the pod. We should probably fly through some of this. So um, basically, we cut some photos of chaos of Brock wrecking the big show. Many, Which was great, shots. as we said. Yeah, yeah. Cole has a brilliant call here. He calls it borderline criminal. I was like, oh, that's a great line. Uh, tons of signs, signs in the crowd. Way more than I remembered there being in 2014. This felt like an Attitude Era show almost. That should start with at least. Yeah. <laughs> I keep seeing the picture of Daniel Bryan walking down in SmackDown where someone held a sign up and said, yeah, this sign wasted paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. Hold on. Shouldn't be eating yeah. frogs. Yeah, true. I'm not cutting it either. <laughs> so Seth starts to talk, but the crowd interrupts her immediately with yes chance and dragging and super, super over, obviously, because of the Royal Rumble last night. And, you know, he's a fucking star. Uh, Steph pays, plays it off like their chance for them. <laughs> it's really yeah, funny. Because she says, yes, yes, it was one of the most satisfying Royal Rumbles in history. Yeah, Steph is brilliant here. Triple H, not so much. He's just kind of doing a baby voice and mocking the fans. Oh, didn't everybody get what they wanted? Buh, 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 buh. I'm like, come on, dude, you're better than this. Steph is hilarious, though. 
Steph on the mic is out. I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and then uh, Shane rolled away, obviously. Because <laughs> Steph, <laughs> Steph is outstanding. She is. Yeah, she's great. I mean, you can see why she's heir to the throne, and you know she is a she is Vince's daughter. Just on being able to have that skill and play up that horrible asshole character, she's top draw. Triple H puts over Orton beating Cena, Lesnar destroying Show, Davy Drax the Destroyer winning the Rumble. Uh, Steph tells us there is one more stop on the way to Mania: the Elimination Chamber. Ooh, Ooh. Uh, WWE's ability to tell you what's coming up weeks in advance and their production in general is undoubtedly the best in the industry for many, 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 many years. Massive complaint. I always have with TNA and WCW and any other companies that came along is they would never do this. And we're like, well, literally the day after the Royal Rumble, we're already telling you what's coming up. Really, really great. But when we announce that Orton is going to have to defend the title in the Elimination Chamber, who comes out? Ah, the Olympics. Our hero of the story. Different song, by the way, but okay. Uh, that was the, that was the, that was the whole idea of the joke. It was an attempted Friends joke. Oh, okay. Don't watch Friends, man. I'm better than that. Um, JPL tells us he always wanted wings, but you don't always get what you want. And Cole responds by going, "Go to a restaurant. Do you get it? Because in America, you can order chicken wings at a restaurant." Ha! <laughs> do, do, do you get it? Because uh, one of them's fire, one of them's chicken wings. Do you get that? <laughs> Dragon cuts a, sar- a sarcastic promo shitting on Triple H and Steph. Puts over his awesome match. Triple H shits on it. Oh, you had a good little effort. <laughs> his promo here is awful, but Dragon's pretty good. Dragon addresses the fact that he wasn't in the Rumble match and the, uh, listened to the people they wanted it to. Uh, first mention of the yes movement on the pod here, Tax. It is. And as you said, Triple H's promo here was just to not make it seem like a good segment. I get the impression, genuinely, like Triple H is doing this very half ass promo. I just think he was trying to kill the segment to try and get bad reviews. So the opening match, the opening segment, the reviewers go, Oh, the opening segment with Triple H, Stephanie and Daniel Bryan was really bad. So they didn't, to try and take some of the steam off him. I wonder if that's part of the reason he was this bad. Because Triple H is a very, very good promo. This was not it. Yeah, it genuinely feels like Triple H had a plan that was going to be Orton and Batista in the main event of WrestleMania. Dragons got so over, there's no denying it. And either Vince or... Steph or whoever is backstage is gone. We should really do this instead. <laughs> and Trips is gone. Fine. <laughs> and so he's cutting these promos where, again, it does feel like he's trying to shit, shit on everything. He's just trying to kill it dead, as you say. But Steph comes back, and at this stage, with like the classic heel mentality of thinking that I know, obviously, they were saying it to keep him out of the rumble, but saying that the story to do it right. So Steph goes on to essentially say that. You know, Dragon's been through a lot lately and didn't want to put him in jeopardy. So they didn't want to put him in two matches in one night. And it's like, oh, it's so dastardly to be like, well, we have been putting you in like quadruple threat matches. Maybe we should have given you the night off because we care. And it's like, oh, Stephanie, you evil witch. 
She even drops a best for business line here yes. as well. And I'm like, oh, Steph, you're really good. Like better than I remembered. Uh, Dragon just relentlessly hits them with logic while the heels bullshit. It's like Pro Wrestling 101. It's really, really good. It's just, and again, throwback to what they've had. Saw. I'll get over it, I promise. I'm sorry if I'm coughing a little bit for the first little bit. This. I haven't done a pod in a while. I think my, <laughs> I've forgotten how. But it's, it's the throwback that Dragon made in these matches. Like, I've wrestled handicap matches against the Shield and the Wyatts, and now you give me a night off? It's, it's a throwback to stories, which almost gives it like long-term storytelling logic. They've Absolutely. abused Daniel Bryan. And even at the time when he's in these matches with the Wyatts and with the Shield, it's because that's who you're believing he's fusing with. And now they've nicely turned it into a logical-ish no, I'm going to say, yeah, they've turned it into a logical move to say, well, look, we, you've been putting me in these matches, not because it was my feud, you, as the authority of this show, have been booking me in these, putting me in these difficult situations. So, really clever, really good. Dragon goes, did you come to see Randy Orton? And the crowd go, no. <laughs> <laughs> did you come to see Triple H? And the crowd go, no, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> really good man so funny i love the way steph winds up the crowd as they start chanting as well and she's really into it it's really good as well because the same number of people turned up to that raw show is the same number of people who turn up to the thunderdome to see randy orton Mm. yeah so um basically daniel bryan and triple h get in a staring contest (laughs) triple h goes it's not just us in this ring looks like you've got company Dum, dum, dum. Shitty hack, inbred elephant leopard dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so here come the shield. The uh, hounds of do. justice. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, you know, Seth tries to jump in, Dragon hits, fights him off with a chair. Uh, Mox tries to jump in, gets fought off with a chair. But Wait, Roman gets him, it's okay. Mox, Mark. Dean Ambrose. I couldn't remember his name because <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I, that, did you not notice where the stop was next? I was like, oh, fuck. Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I couldn't think of what his name was. Yeah, sure. Oh, you did it as well. I see. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. It's a shame for fame. Lobster head. I miss this music so much. Oh, so good. It was so over. I'm like, I understand why they changed it. Because That's because there were two men in lines. Two men in lines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Seamus in for the save, but gets beat down by the shield. So Dragon and Seamus are getting beaten up by the shield. But ba da ba ba yabadi, here comes John Cena, and the three of them, because they've now got Cena, managed to get the better of the shield. Um, you know it's okay. Babyface has chucked the shield out. Hot fun start. It's fun. Hot start establishes heel face upcoming stories. I really loved it. Thought it was a great opening segment. And, you know, sending John Cena out there to detract away from Daniel Bryan because then you just get <laughs> the Cena sucks, let's go Cena chance to try and drown out the yes chance. But also mm. establishing Daniel Bryan in that main event level with John Cena and, and, and Lobsterhead. Yeah, this is Cleveland. So they're WWE fans, but they're not the... Um, hmm. <laughs> try not to say use the word smart or educated in a negative way. What else can I say, Dax? They're more interested in LeBron James. <laughs> there you go. They're more, more interested, interested in what? Sorry. 
they're more interested in LeBron James. He was the, the Cleveland Cavaliers at some point, was he not? He was. Sports. Um, <laughs> so the first match of the night. No- oh, yeah. Uh, they're going to have a six-man tag layer between the people that are here and yeah, blah, 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 blah. The winning team will be entered into the chamber match. All three of them. Ooh. Can they all coexist to unite against the, co- the common good? And then we've also got, you know, fallout maybe from the shield where Roman eliminated Seth and Ambrose the night before. Ooh, yeah. tension. Again, se- there's stakes. There's legitimate, beefy, juicy stakes in the main event. Where people yeah, I'm not sure how care. much I care about it because it's not the story I want to be told. It's like, it's it's delaying. We have to do the chamber first, and then we can go to WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get to WrestleMania, but it could um, get could get Dragon another title shot. Yeah, you understand where this is going, obviously. So, be- so before um, we go into the opening contest, though, how would you set the scene now? Because obviously, the main concept of this story is dragon's rise we saw him at the prequel where we had the uh the prequel episode where the fans took over at the champion ascension or whatever they called it because you know victor and connor were there because it was the championship ascension <laughs> and to... they never won championships what are you talking about hey they did an nxt that's real that's a real title um <laughs> so we go into this episode of raw so he had a good show against bray wyatt but didn't have any mic time he is clearly on this episode of Raw, already the top babyface of this company. Even when Big Match John came out, Sheamus got a nice pop, so did Cena, but nothing got Dragon's level of support so far, sure. in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what else to say. Dragon's the guy here. He's the focus of the story, or should be. And um, I was very pleased to see that when Triple H and Steph came out and started cutting their heel shtick or whatever, it was Dragon that was the first person to come out to confront them. They've initially, they've straight away addressed the issue from last night. They've not just tried to ignore it and try it. They didn't just bring out Batista and have him go to Triple H and be like, I choose Orton or something stupid like that. You know what I mean? Also, they didn't do what they would normally do. If, oh, we're going to address Daniel Bryan later in the night. So stick around and watch it. It was for a Raw episode, I'd say quite a hot start. Yeah, absolutely. So, jumping into our first match of the night, we have Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara, what a team, versus the real Americans, or the really racist Americans, of Antonio Cesaro and Jack Swagger, with casual racist Seb Coulter. So, Rey and Cara Unico, already in the ring, <laughs> wearing the matching red and gold. I thought they looked quite cute. Everyone loves the Luchador team, but the good thing is, with you know, Sin Cara wearing a mask, was it Kalisto? Was it Hunico? Was it's Cara it? Unico, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I was just throwing out, it could be any luchador with Ray. <laughs> and it was nice to see Ray with two eyes, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cesaro, carrying the sign out tonight, in all caps, so shouting, says, Wanted, two masked men speaking a foreign language. <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> casual, casual, casual racist Seb Coulter has a mic. He goes, well, 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 look what El Gato dragged in. I'm like, cake? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> ah, callbacks are funny. Uh, Seb talks about these Mexican lads being criminals, and they should be deported because this is his shtick. He's a racist. So that's, um, yeah, okay. And I guess this is how Trump got elected, right? Yeah, because 
luchadors voted for Trump. <laughs> I mean, it's he's literally saying the same thing. <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, Sin Cara Mysterio- jumped over the wall of his trampoline. That's how he got over. That's why he had to build the wall higher. <laughs> See, that would be at least a bit funny. Uh, Mysterio and Cesaro to start. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes, please. Thank you very much. It didn't last very long. Uh, JBL just called Oklahoma a third world country on commentary. <laughs> oh, JBL. It's good to have mm. him. Uh... No, it's not. Yeah. Sinhunico uh, does some flipty doos. Seb has a uh, second part to his sign, which I didn't see initially. It says, Did you sneak here illegally? I want you out. <laughs> <laughs> which was funny I got a pop out of that one in fair right can you imagine though because Juan sounds like one tax <laughs> do you get it <laughs> who's backstage writing these because I can't imagine I mean do you think Zeb was the one writing these and who do you think cleared them like because Vince would have gone you've spelt you've spelt that wrong <laughs> you sp- what, <laughs> what's Juan doing in there and having like Steph go up to him and go no it's it's funny do you, do you get it? It's, it's, it's I suspect fun. there's a collection of people backstage that had a riot writing these signs while the Mexican half of the locker room sat there going, what? <laughs> you know we're employed, right? Like, well, you can't, you whilst, whilst Hoovy and Super Crazy Road on passed on their lawnmowers going, fucking hell, yeah. still all of this. Yeah, fucking A. So, um, this is a bit like watching Jim Davis in the 1980s, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but the wrestling's good. Uh, Seb gets pissed um, at Swagger. So Seb slaps his boy across the face for some fucking reason. Seb seems to be wearing a pleather waistcoat, keeping that Ace's Nate spirit alive. <laughs> well, you know, he's, he would have been a better reveal than <laughs> d <laughs> Wasn't he booking TNA at the time? I don't think so at that time. I think Zeb went in a bit later. No, I'm I'm making a joke. It's oh, funny. sorry. Because like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same year, dude. He's in WWE. Whatever. Uh, hot tag to Ray. 619 lands, but Cesaro gets the better of Sin Cara. You know, the botchy one. Not the less botchy one. No, the less botchy one, not the botchy one. Sorry. Uppercut, neutralizer, one, two, three. Um, yeah. It took them seven years after this to give Cesaro a push. Well, yeah. I mean, we the people, Zika, baby. <laughs> don't don't ignore this man from Switzerland who may not be here legitimately either. Everybody, get rid of the mm. Mexicans, but the Swiss, German, Austrian rugby player, whatever nationality they've given him, they're so loose with nationalities; it's ridiculous. But yeah, you, know, you say he's it, living you know, the American dream. That's okay. He's employed. And I'm like, so are the Mexican kids. <laughs> they're working, boys. What are we talking about? Here? Yeah, but their pay comes in a different form. <laughs> Yeah, their skin's a funny colour, so it's okay, right, Vince? Jesus. Yeah. On, on moving swiftly onto someone else who didn't get a push. Oh, it's bad news, Barrett, on the biggest fucking... Hang on, hang on. What? You've missed a vital part here, Tax. Did you know? Oh, <laughs> Last <fucking> Friday. <laughs> I'm just, I'm still getting over a cold a little bit. I've realised my throat's a lot sore than I thought it was, so excuse me. Did you know, last Friday, I'm going to have to do an assaultive voice rather than an angry voice. <laughs> More than twice as many people watch SmackDown compared to the NBA on e- on ESPN. Did, ES- one, did, did ESPN impressed. have an outage? Was ESPN down? Did the yeah. basketball finish three games early? <laughs> but this stat makes me like WWE more than I previously did, so it's okay. 
well, stats do make things work really well. 60% of the time, this podcast is good every time. (laughs) (laughs) Can you deliver the line, please? What, Sex Panther? No, you know what's coming up. The thing he says. (laughs) I mean, there are so many. I mean, first of all, it's like, Mr. Burgundy, you've got a massive erection. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Afraid I've got some bad Oh, news. sorry, I thought you were talking about Anchorman. Not, not, right. not Stu Bennett. He's trying to move on, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Barrett, on his tower podium of awesomeness, bangs his gavel endlessly. Gunge all over the shop. It was a gimmick that he got over, where essentially they were like, ah, just put this guy who's seen... No it. pop! I worked hard on that line. No pop, motherfucker. He banged his gavel. Gunged all over the place. I think it sounds we... like wanking. <laughs> I mean, I, I was too busy being hard from your sultry voice, so I didn't want to bang my gavel too much. No, oh, I'm disappointed. I worked hard on that one. I hate you now. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Barrett tells us he's got some bad news, and that news is that Miz and Dolph are going to be wrestling later. And I'm like, factual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He rips on Cleveland, where both Miz and Dolph are from. They're going to be having a match. It's like the Battle of Bloody Cleveland or whatever. Barrett bangs away at his gavel. (laughs) Gunges everywhere. Come on! (laughs) To finish his promo. Great stuff. Oh, fucking hell. Then we get a nice promo for the the Monday Night Wars thing on the network. Stop skipping over my funny shit. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's better than the gavel line. You can take a man out of Brit Rest, but you can't take the Brit Rest out of the man. Come on. Oh, fucking Brit Rest. Continually disgracing himself with fucking LDN wrestling. Jesus Christ. Is that still a thing? <sighs> Let's move on before they try and set out more fake legal threats. Jesus Christ. Uh, Cole tells us we're about to launch the WWE Network. They do a sneak peek of the Monday Night Wars. And I'm like, fuck that. You want the World of Wrestling podcast series, the formation of the NWO series. Trust me, you'll love it. Um, I feel sorry for our American friends having to deal with Peacock and not having the network anymore. That's proper shitty. Do they not pay less money for Peacock, our American friends? Yeah, but they don't get half the stuff we do and they can't search. There's no search feature. It doesn't work. Oh, just like the Fight TV app. The Fight app when you download <laughs> on a smart TV. because Yeah, that, that's not a good app, is it? No, because when I watch Dynamite, I might watch the first half on my phone while I'm at work, going through the morning emails, etc. Definitely working, reading the emails, not watching Dynamite. And then I go, oh, I'll watch the second half at lunch. I'll go and watch it on my TV. That would be nice. Sit down. Oh, fuck. I've got to press 30 seconds forward 120 times to get oh. there. It's like, oh, my days. My, my biggest issue with the app is that it's, the, uh, the indexing is absolutely awful. It's impossible to find what you want a lot of the time. Uh, but the other thing is that they have no moderation in their chat whatsoever. <laughs> so, like, if you actually read the chat... It's endless sexist, racist, like horrible shit. And they do not moderate in any way, shape, or form. And I'm like, that's not okay. <laughs> that's oh. really not okay. Several Brit Rest promoters, promoters might be in there then. That's probably where they've mm. all gone and hidden. Exactly. It's very carny. Like, I hmm. don't want to badmouth them too much. Give me free access to AEW. <laughs> kind of work for them. But they could improve their service. However,. It does have OWE on it, so that's always good. And as does a side it? note on the Fight Network, when they were recording all their sets in Cambodia, at the last episode of their run at this Cambodian bar, Michael Nebe says, I want to say thank you to all of our viewers. Uh, 
we want you to come over to Cambodia. Like there are twenty of you watching. I'd like you to all come over to Cambodia. I'll pay for you. I can't pay for your flights, but I'll pay for your accommodation, your beers, <laughs> your food while you're here, as a thank you to you for the the Sean McMahon debacle. And it's been like, I love the fact that OWE are brutally honest and Michael Knee, Torito, <clears throat> it's brutally honest. It's like, we're on fight. How many people are watching your product? Oh, about 20 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, so New Orleans WrestleMania video package is coming up. WrestleMania is 69 days away. Nice. Fuck it. Ah, truth versus Fandango with Summer Rae is up next. Uh, Xavier Woods on commentary. He goes, he's our truths buddy <laughs> on commentary. I think that's how Cole introduces him. I'm like, storytelling. Well done, Cole. You're just the best at it, aren't you? We have just come back off the, you know, Woods has been taking Brodus Clay's entrance music, Dance of the Funkadactyls, and Truth has been mm. saving him. Because why would our truth save Xavier Woods, Vince McMahon? Because they're mm. friends. Why are they friends? Yeah. They're Nothing both... else is the same. Nothing else. No other reason. But um, Woods was complaining on commentary about not being in the Rumble. I thought that was quite an interesting thing that, you know, Woods, supposed to be a babyface, complaining. That's quite a heel thing to do. Going to be honest, didn't even notice that because I was way too distracted by NXT's Emma is at ringside with a sign that we're apparently not allowed to read. Uh, Emma is doing her pointy hand dance thing. It is barely acknowledged by commentary, or indeed the wrestlers or fans. <laughs> what the hell is this? Cole does say, oh, there's Emma from NXT again, dancing. Back to the match. <laughs> How are you? It's so weird, isn't it? Like, why call her up if you're just going to stick her in the crowd and do nothing with her in any way, shape, or form? See every other NXT call-up. <laughs> wow, well, damn. Commentary quiz Woods on him studying for his degree. Woods tells us he's going to teach autistic kids. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I honestly forgot there was a match going on. Uh, I then got a text which I responded to. R-Truth does a flatliner. <laughs> and that was it. Who better than Canyon Tax? Who better? Nobody. Oh, little Jimmy. One, two, three. The winner is our truth apparently. And we all move on. Uh, Randy Orton walks backstage because WCW 2001. Uh, at least he is showing off the belts. Well, don't worry, everybody, because everyone's favorite Divas title video holder, Brad Maddox, is here. <laughs> he likes to show off belts, too. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that it's been Woods, then Maddox. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um... Uh, Brad Maddox is in the ring. Or the after he got fired, Mad Braddox. It's <laughs> what he renamed himself on the Indies. Nice. Oh, well done, Brad. So he's in the ring, the true rated R superstar. <laughs> I stole that had from Because he had sex <laughs> on camera with Brad a Maddox lady. is apparently the Raw GM. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're three weeks in. Didn't know this. Because Vince McMahon high-fived went, yes, I'd do it if I was allowed to. Linda won't let me. <laughs> You've got to be, you're going to be the GM of Raw. Where, where did this come from? Why is he the Raw GM? Well, remember he screwed CM Punk with the low blow. <laughs> Him too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couldn't right, resist. right in the low blow area. <laughs> and then he nailed Paige in the bread basket. <laughs> Jesus. He wasn't there. 
And I, <laughs> Would have been funny. <laughs> and I was that guy who jabbed, stabbed John Cena in the club in that Carlito storyline. Wasn't that Jesus back in the day? You reference this a lot. I barely remember that. That's because it didn't last long. But the whole idea of Cena was off to record his first movie and someone stabbed John Cena in a club <laughs> and it was probably Nikki Bella's husband. But it was probably... Sure he was stabbing. Yeah, Cena got stabbed. Hmm. Well, I have to rewatch this at some point. Maybe next storyline, hey? <laughs> Can you imagine? Stabbing of John Cena. That's a headline. Now get clicks. <laughs> that's what. That's the industry we're in now. Mm. Um. So, Orton out. Cole and JBL pushing the Wyatt's interfering, helping Orton retain versus Cena angle, which is fair enough. That's what happened at the Rumble. Uh, Randy grabs the mic and goes, The champ is here. Um... <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Orton reads his script like a good boy, a snake boy. Somebody give the sound guy a heads up to meet the crowd, because here comes Batista. <laughs> There's a really good joke about dick sizes and Orton being a dick here, but I'm too tired to work out. Orton's a dick. <laughs> there you go. There's your joke. Job done. <laughs> Big Davey does his little promo. <laughs> uh generic i'm back to win generic i'm gonna win this generic nothing will change blah 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 blah. but brock's music hits and i'm like what i have a quick question yes who's got the better theme tune brock lesnar or dave batista brock lesnar hmm Batista's only got a good theme song because they showed Woods at Mania mocking, well, mimicking his entrance and he's got pyro. Brock Lesnar, every time his music hits, because it's been the same theme song throughout his whole career, it gets people up, it gets people electric, they know what's going to happen. Whereas Big Dave, mana, mana, everyone loves saliva, mana, mana, no, they don't. Hmm. But Batista has a machine gun. So does Machine Gun Kelly, but he doesn't use it. No, he doesn't have a machine gun. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's in his name. That's 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 false advertising. Mm. If it was a gun <laughs> called if it was a gun called Kelly, it would be fine. But it's just a man yeah. who can't rap for shit. Yeah. I mean, you know, he did all right in the girlfriend department, though. So, no idea who his girlfriend is. Oh, um. Oh my god, what's her name? Lead in first Transformers movie. You don't watch movies. Um oh uh, something green? <laughs> no, that's not it. Megan Fox, there you go. Yep, something green. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the Hulk Heyman <laughs> with Heyman in tow. Brock Heyman with Heyman in tow. Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in tow. Uh, gets the pyro treatment, and I'm like, oh, awesome. Uh, Heyman gives Maddox two choices. <laughs> Either Brock gets a shot at Orton for the straps, or Brock gets a shot at the faux number one contender, Batista. Yeah, he's not really number one contender. Boo, boo, boo. It's good stuff. Option um, three, wants... can he also have a shot at Paige? <laughs> <laughs> Brock wants the authorities' answer tonight, or else. Heyman's good, isn't he? He went for a phase... After this, so uh, when he did the, la- the last run with Brock before COVID hit, the promos were getting very much the same other than Brock in the bank with the the ghetto blaster gimmick. <laughs> and then Heyman started rocking out. That's the only difference at that time. But yeah, this time Heyman is a real breath of fresh air. 
He just um, can deliver a punch really, really well, like a like a figurative punch, not a literal one. I'd realize we're talking about wrestling; that might be a bit confusing. But you know what I mean, like a comedy punch or um, um, a theatrical point or whatever. He always just gets across what he needs to very, very well. It's almost like it's important to have managers in pro wrestling. Yeah, exactly, and tag teams and stuff, you know. But whatever, um, or indeed humans. <laughs> nah, Puppets, don't need humans. Yeah. Man, I'm struggling. Right. Orton freaking out. Batista stands alone, gawping at Brock. Good stuff. The Battle of Cleveland is up next. Oh, joy. It's the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Sports. So, um, both these lads are faces. Wait, what? Miz's face? Yeah. Miz is a face at this time. At least he is in this match. They're in Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. He's a face. He new, acts like a face. New orange trunks for him today as well. Yeah, because it's the Cleveland sports team colours. Go sports. Uh, well, this is a waste of fucking time, wouldn't it? A brief Cleveland sucks chance breaks out in Cleveland, <laughs> which was funny. These lads do headlocks, a few strikes, a few attempts at a finisher. Zigzag, yawn, one, two, three. Was this the time they were trying to pitch Miz with Flair? Near yeah, who gives a fuck? Probably. <laughs> I'm not well, sure. Well, if you are that disinterested in this match, it's a good thing we've got a great <laughs> tag match next. Next up, we have a tag team match of main event Jimmy and Jay Uso, fuck yeah, versus Kurt Axel and Ryback. Quick one on the Usos. I didn't watch SmackDown, but I did see the part of Roman chastising <laughs> the Uso, and he goes, I'm Jimmy, bro. I'm Jimmy Uso. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> So this is the best. Basically, good stuff. Dressing yeah. down and then not caring which one is which, and I thought that was excellent. Yeah, like the Roman stuff is really, really good. I wish they knew how to book it properly and follow it up, but whatever. Uh, recently retired Ryback and his main event. <laughs> Hang on, has he got rid of those? Has he got rid of those trolls yet? Because you know, it's a nightmare having all the people from like trolls. Was it Queen Poppy Branch? All the trolls upsetting Ryback. <laughs> that went over my head a little bit. That was a movie reference. <laughs> Queen Trolls? What? To Trolls, the movie. I haven't seen Trolls, the movie. Well, you are I'm missing an out. adult. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have a kid. I watch plenty of kids' movies. What am I talking about? Uh, JBL talks about the renaissance of the WF tag team division. And I'm like, what? Yeah, what, the it's champions in a, it's in are the New Age outlaws <laughs> yeah. in 2014, you fucking prick. Well, if you're not down with that, they've got two words for you. Go home. Perfect Cito? <laughs> are those two words? I don't know. So Ryback and Perfect Cito are literally wrestling a fucking match. It's just like, who cares? <laughs> that um, what description. They are wrestling a fucking match. <laughs> yeah, like, why? Why are they allowed to do this? It offends me. <laughs> uh, Jay eventually gets the tag to Not A Bitch Jimmy Uso. Uh, super kick party. Jimmy connects with the it was just rough sex. I promised Mr. Officer Sir. I didn't mean to smother and smack her about for those few hours. She fell. I promise. <laughs> for the one, two, three. <laughs> and the winners are the Usos. I say Us, you say Oh! <laughs> oh, prison. 
oh man, I wrote that joke. I was like, can I read that? And I was like, yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> so, so far, so we've had a bit of story um, in a promo. Then we've had a tag match where there's no connotations or importance. We then have Truth and Fandango, no story. Miz and Dolph, no story. Rybacks and the Usos, no story. Maybe we'll get onto a match next where we'll have a story. So uh, Kofi's in the ring. Replay his leap from the guardrail to the apron. Genuinely quite a long jump, quite impressive. He's wrestling. I didn't kidnap her. I promise. She fell into my car, Mr. <laughs> Officer. <laughs> Wait, AAA are booking me. It must be fine. Yeah. Are they actually booking this cunt? No, but someone else in Mexico is. And unfortunately, I thought he's, it was independent. Rest- he's resting on Andrade on it. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not a good look. Especially with the whole AEW connection now. But I also like the idea where they booked him and gone, well, he's not going to be sentenced yet. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um, so I wasn't a fan of his matches at the time. Certainly a struggle to watch them now. Albert of the River is here. Uh, crowd rebel against this match from the start, chanting for the commentators. They don't give a fuck. Um, it's like a mini version of the uh, Ascension Ceremony night, you know? This was nice. Bollocks. At least they gave gave this match time to be elongated, boring bollocks for 13 and a half minutes. Yeah, fucking A. The match goes on and on and on. Del Rio does the gimmick of the top face in the company, but in Spanish. And I'm like, how is this okay? It's, I mean, the story going into this is that Kofi has beat Del Rio and Del Rio is annoyed that he keeps losing to the undercard. We've seen Del Rio lose to Sin Cara, so that's embarrassing enough. And then he seems to think that losing to Kofi, seven years later he gets a push. Um, Well, technically, you know, five years later Kofi gets a push at this stage. Um, It's just shit, isn't it? Albert of the River, this stiff as fuck shit. Um, he's just... But enough about his sexual relationships. What about in the ring? He mm. <sighs> does uh, the Warrior's Way bollocks, which looks absolutely fucking terrible. Mediocre kick for the 1-2-3. River Albert wins. Uh, this roar is way too long, is a note I put here. We're only an hour and 18 minutes in, and I'm like, the last few matches have been pretty bad. At least they've been like four or five minutes. This being 13 and a half minutes was like, fucking hell. Yeah. This really wore me out at this point. Like, I'm trying not just to bitch and moan about it and try and get to the fun bits. But yeah, pretty bad. Uh, WWE 2K14 ad. Apparently Rick Rude has nipples the same size as his head. Standard. Virgil doesn't get his WWE music. Just copyright free stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Poor Virgil. Well, that's what happens when you've got that, you know, for that fourth man of the NWA money knocking around. <laughs> Still owes me a tenner. Um, WWE tag team title match. Uh, that's a joke from a different podcast. Don't worry. Um, WWE, tag team, WWE tag team title match of the New Age Outlaws. Your current WWE tag team champions. Did I reiterate that? Uh, 2014. Hmm. Your current WWE tag team champion is the New Age Outlaws of Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Versus former tag team champions Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Um, I appreciate the attempt to mix Cody and Goldust music. They really don't fit, though, do they? No, they pass this to a junior. Just mix this together, put it out on national TV. It will be fine. Yeah, like I like the attempt to mix, you know, 
random tag team partners music to try and make them feel like more of a tag team but when you're like doom wow it's like nah <laughs> it doesn't work that doesn't work at all it's terrible what i didn't like gold dust wasn't wearing gloves weird oh i didn't notice but that is strange hmm. Apparently the Rhodes boys demanded this rematch. I'm like, weren't they the former tag champs? Don't they get a rematch? Isn't that the point with WWE? Isn't that a thing? Hey, haven't we stopped doing rematches at this stage for title bits? Or is that later on Did in they WWE end? they tried to pull this, this shtick? I didn't know they ever stopped doing that because this is just a thing they do every single fucking time someone loses a belt, isn't it? Oh, wasn't that the thing they said when they went like the McMahons all came out and said, we're listening to you. We, we know you're not happy. We're not going to have any more title matches. Yeah, tra la 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 They're just taking the piss whenever they do those segments. They've done that so many times. They come out and be like, oh, we're going to start doing this. We're going to start doing that or whatever. And you're just like, nah, dude. You just you do it for like a week or two and then you just go straight back to what you were doing previously. It's bullshit. This match is shit. Hmm. <laughs> gold dust looks like a sad gold dust. He's back into the realms when he turned into like head shrinker gold dust and started wearing like the the fake cone tits. Yeah. And the BDSM gold dust after the original gold dust um departed the character yeah. run. What I like to call drug heavy gold dust. <laughs> I think he was clean at this point, but in like ninety eight, ninety nine when he started doing the Marilyn Manson S gimmick with Luna Vachon and stuff, you know. Ahmed Johnson's favourite cock handler. <laughs> Gold dust. <laughs> what? What's that from? When they were feuding, and like even they had Gold Dust being like this androgynous character, because that's what Vince McMahon kept on saying on commentary: androgynous. Yeah, um, you weren't allowed to be gay, not you. When he run ran his hands down Ahmed Johnson's stomach to make it uncomfortable, and I don't know if he was just trying to basically rib him, but then he just like ran his hand over Ahmed Johnson's cock whilst he was lying on the stretcher, and Ahmed Johnson basically got got up and just flung the stretcher. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that specific moment, but it seems to have stuck with you. <laughs> well, I love watching other men touch other men's willies. It makes me feel happy. Good stuff. Can't wait to meet in person again. <laughs> so Road Dog does the <laughs> intro. <laughs> oh, you didn't know. Da, 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 da. Your ass better call somebody. I'm like, hang on. He just walked out without a microphone. And the intro is still going. They dubbed the intro. He didn't do it live. Magic. Hmm. Your current tag team champions can't even do their own fucking shtick anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what? They can't have Road Dog getting gassed doing his entrance when he's got a match to do. Unbelievable, man. So Road Dog and Billy Gunn do the Jesus-friendly version of the old age outlaw stuff. Ah, Road Dog tells a great joke. We're the tag champs because we're the best at what we do. Yeah. Nothing to do with past relations. Hey Tax, welcome to Monday Night Talk About Anything That Isn't The Match Happening In The Ring featuring JBL, Laura and Michael Cole. Thank fuck for that, because this match would have been shit without this. <laughs> and it's a good thing this didn't make it any better whatsoever. Yeah, fucking A. Um, he'll work by the Outlaws. Rose Boyd's are pretty bloody good. But with what they've got to work with, yeah, it's what it is. Uh, Goldust takes the head. <laughs> <laughs> Hot tag to Cody. Never mind that shit. Here comes Brocky. Here F5 comes the pain. Here comes the pain. 
F5s to the road, boys. Schmoz, Heyman promo. Uh, Stefan Hunter chose option number three. Brock versus no one. So Brock smash. Good thing he took out some really tough opposition. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Kind of effective storytelling, if we're being nice. Gets the point over that Brock's pissed off that he hasn't got his title match, which is very important, especially at this time where there's only one big main title because they've just unified them at TLC, so that's good. And it does then start giving the questions because, you know, we like to fancy book at Mania time. Well, if they're going to try and... If they're doing Orton and Batista in the main and they'll do CM Punk versus Triple H or Dragon versus Triple H, who's Brock going to fight? Are they going to make it a triple threat between Brock, Randy and and Batista, like OVW style. So at mm. least, as you said, it got you thinking the authority have got to deal with Brock terrorizing everyone. And I like this version of Brock. Turn up, beat the shit out of people, leave. You know when Brock does the F5 to Goldust, so he hits Cody first, does it to Goldust afterwards, he shouted something. Did you get what he shouted? I rewound I... this clip 20 times and could not make it out. I did not. It's something along the lines of Ah, oh, get me a sausage or something like that. But it's obviously not that. But it's, it's like he has a line he's meant to shout, but he's so into the moment that he just shouts garbage almost. Ah, uh, get yeah. Ahmed sausage. <laughs> so it's 2014. WWE is still calling its female competitors divas. You can look, but you can't touch. You know how people go on about, like, you know, how AEW don't highlight women enough or haven't highlighted women enough until recently i would say people talk like wwe are like saints or something and i'm like bro i'm watching shows from 2014 which is six years ago <laughs> it's not that long ago and this is the bullshit they were putting on tv not until you got to that triple threat between charlotte becky and sasha did they actually start yeah. taking it seriously because obviously you had that whole like um accidental where Paige trolled them and go, hmm, we'll call ourselves the sorority sisters. <laughs> Google it, fans. <laughs> submission society. Oh, so, submission it? society, sorry. Submission soro- society, sorority, something like that. Whatever it was. Yeah, that was good shit. <laughs> so, it's not, it's 1994? No, it's 2014. We have a uh, women's match coming up, so Divas match indeed. So obviously, it's an eight-person tag team match of AJ Lee Let's go, let's go boo or yay, okay? AJ Lee. Yay. Aksana. <laughs> yay! Everyone's favourite um, Lithuanian wrestler. Alicia Fox. Yeah. Tamina Snooker. What's your dad doing? She fell, I promise. <laughs> Brie Bella. Yay! Brie mode! Nikki Bella. Slag. <laughs> Uh, let's go Naomi. Funkies on a roll. And Cameron. Someone's in her hole. <laughs> so, the match starts. Ten seconds of awkward wrestling later. Naomi smacks her bum into the champion AJ Lee. Pins her for the one, two, three. And the winners are the faces, I think. Dance like a whore. You're a woman. Dance like a whore for me. That's what I want after the match. Dance like a fucking whore. Well, remember, Naomi's finish at this time was called the rear view. 
and it was five mm. minutes long, which is like ten times longer than most Divas matches. Bruh, how is this match five minutes? It felt like two seconds. That's because you just enjoyed watching the arse to face of a lady to a lady. <laughs> Did I'm you saying. include the intros, like the entrances and stuff? Nope. Five... Who am I kidding? They're women. They don't get entrances. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my notes this basically goes, um, off to Alicia gets caught with a face buster from Nikki, but she comes back with a tilt a world backbreaker or something. The fans are silent <laughs> for most of this. <laughs> Perfect way to sum it up. It's like she attempted a tilt a world backbreaker. Something else happened, but you know, it was a good attempt. What I will say is that it's great to see that the quality of in-ring competition for the ladies in WWE has improved significantly since Sarah Del Rey got involved in the training. Yeah, sure. It's um, it's not been great recently. Well, that's because that's because all of the good, the top-tier female talents have turned around and done this, and they've gone, what? Becky's gone and had a baby. Brilliant. We're definitely going to go and do that then because Vince can't have a meltdown about it because it's modern time we can still come back and do it but you know i know what you're thinking and you're thinking what the hell ever happened to oksana well <laughs> let Please me tell-, tell me you've got a retrospective i have so Amazing. oksana she was born on the 29th of april 1982 so she's currently 39 years old in lithuania but she resides in tampa florida in the united states Okay, she, cool. she debuted in ring in September 2009 and retired on the 12th of June 2014. She began her career as a bodybuilder at the age of 13. At the age of 17, she was the youngest participant in the Arnold Classic. Mm-mm. During her time as a bodybuilder, she won three bodybuilding amateur med- world championships, two silver, one bronze. <laughs> so she didn't win. She just got medals. I don't know why I wrote that. Um, so Close to winning. Yeah. <laughs> She signed for FCW. She became queen of FCW and won the FCW Divas title and was also the first woman to hold both these titles simultaneously. In September 2010, she competed in the best ever series of NXT, Season 3, where she finished fourth place. She debuted on the main roster in August 2011. (laughs) Wow. She was here for three years. And remained with the company until she was released in June 2014. Now, would you like me to tell you about some of her notable feuds? Oh, please do. This is why I'm here for a podcast. Well, she debuted on Raw on the 31st of October, Halloween, and competed in her first match, a Divas Halloween Costume Battle Royal. But she was eliminated. She won, her, she won her first singles match three, four months later against Natalia. In April, she won a match. I'm surprised, honestly. <laughs> oh, well, don't worry, because this is little, you know, people probably won't remember this. So another three months passed after she beat Natalia. In April of 2012, she began a storyline relationship with Tony Cesaro. Mm, I remember that. Which yeah, made her a thing heel. I do remember. Tony and Axie lost a mixed tag match to the great Carly and Layla. At SummerSlam, she was at ringside when Cesaro won the US belt. But then, later that year, imagine this, the 21st of September, it was SmackDown. Cesaro split up with her after she inadvertently distracted him and cost him a non-title match defeat to Santino Morella. Oh, dear. Storytelling. Well, it's good, isn't it? Don't worry, because then we fast forward to Night of Champions, where Caitlin was attacked by a mystery person with blonde hair. <laughs> Weeks later, it was revealed to be Oksana, attacking her under Eva Torres' rule. 
I've got many more of these sort of storylines, but I won't. <laughs> I, I won't carry on. Um, other than the amazing tag team with Alicia Fox, where they called themselves, that's right, WWE booking Foxana. Wow, that sounds like something else. I'm gonna Foxana you right into the ground. <laughs> Come on, Paige, let's get that diva title and go and get good Foxana on. <laughs> so, uh, to, how do you follow up this amazing segment? There was a video uh, showing the history of WrestleMania on the WWE Network. Yeah, and um, our next Hall of Fame inductee is announced as Jake the Snake Roberts. And then uh, Christian is returning to Smacky D. Good stuff, isn't it? Uh, so 28 days until Mania and the launch of the WWE Network. And I was like, hang on, wasn't it 69 earlier? Well, I think it's 28 days to the launch of the network and 69 days until, oh, oh, Bradley Mad. I mean, WrestleMania. He literally says 28 days until WrestleMania and the launch of the WWE Network. I'm like, hang on. <laughs> That's not what you said earlier because oh, I said nice. Hang on. Was that 28 days until the video of the history of WrestleMania? It could be. I wasn't really paying attention. Time for your main event of the evening. An Elimination Chamber qualifying six-person tag team match. Sorry, six-man tag team match. It's 2014, after all. Uh, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, so Shane for fame, uh, Sheamus versus The Shield of Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. Yabadi! And his name is John Cena. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Cleveland is obviously full of no fun morons because they cheer John Cena in 2014. Um, well, mostly. Or it's good editing on the network. They're doing their job. They're cheering for the good guys, booing for the baddies. Fuck it's you, progress It's 2014. Fans. We're meant to boo John Cena. That's the fun bit. No, this is progress level shit. Hmm. It's a shame for fame lobs the head. Love it. Really wish he'd Imagine he comes out on like you know, a SummerSlam for like an Intercontinental match or something as a face. It's it's a shame for fame. <laughs> the whole crowd go mental. I think well, whatever. Followed by Drew coming out to his original music as well. If they fought each other at SummerSlam, Drew almost gone. Sorry, Drew Sheamus at Wembley at SummerSlam. Oh, that with awesome. their original entrance themes, beating the tar out of each other. That'd be nice. Shame, be really I, shame I wouldn't go because. You know, I'm going to save my money for AEW. You know what would be better? Puck versus Cody at Wembley Arena. You know it would be better? Puck versus anyone not Cody at Wembley Arena. But but Cody would come out doing the Mr. America stuff and we can be like, oh, you fucking cunty yank. <laughs> you know, it would be really fun. Don't be a do... wanker. <laughs> we get to be nationalistic for a night and it's okay. <laughs> we'll wear our Tex Williams Brexit t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love how Seamus is um, obviously a natural heel, but he's Irish, and so's Vince, so has to push him as a face, obviously. I like the fact that me and Seamus have the same skin colour. <laughs> We're both very <laughs> pasty, and we don't like the sun. Mate, until I spent the last few days in the sun, I was the same man. Like, you know, a year indoors will make you pretty bloody white. Uh, Dragon is just... <sighs> Cleveland it's not the most exciting crowd in the world and he is over as all fucking hell even here man like what kind of fucking moron thinks that it's the chant that's over and not the guy ah uh, well you know I, I'd like to try and justify it but as we've said already on this show there's a lot of weirdness going on in the booking and backstage but mm. WWE are going with what we've always said unfortunately it's the same thing as movies books films blah 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 
They started this show very, very strong. The crowd are into it. And they're starting it, they're, they're ending it really strong. But what's the common denominator in both those segments? Dragon. The shield. Uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, random vignette for Christian coming back from DNA. No, to SmackDown. On sci-fi. Forgot about this. Forgot they were on sci-fi for a while. Weird, isn't it? Wasn't that just a one-off where there was some sports happening on the other network? So ECW was mm. on sci-fi at the time. So they were like, we'll put it on sci-fi then. You might be right. Yeah, I seem to remember there was a run on sci-fi. But maybe I am thinking ECW. I've not got a good memory. That's why I have lots of notes. Um, signs of dissension between the Shield. They're quite good at playing it up. You know, Ambrose going to business for himself, you know. Um, I guess one of the things I wanted to talk about here before we go into the match was how much Sheamus have you watched in 2021? Zero. Okay. I would say he's probably one having the best matches in WWE week to week right now. This is what I've seen online because he's just allowed to go and fight. He's allowed to be, yeah. by the sound things, a bruiser. He's allowed to be aggressive. I think having the matches with Drew where leading up to Mania, I suppose I did do a bit of Sheamus leading up to Mania because I did see the Drew and Sheamus bits because at one time it looked like it might be Drew versus Sheamus at Mania but they pulled the trigger very early on that. Um, having those two being allowed to just to be like, right, we need to get Drew out of the title picture heading into Mania and then let him beat, let these two beat the shit out of each other. I think it just made people realise that Sheamus can go. Yeah. Sheamus and also seems get, to be letting him wrestle in a vest top. You know, everyone likes to wrestle in like street clothes. <laughs> I like his little pork pie hat as well. I'm going to be honest. I think it's really kind of like cheeky gangster sort of thing, you know. I'll get you one. Uh, no, don't do that. Whatever you do, I'll never wear it. <laughs> Too late. Um, so people are really excited about this potential New Japan links and stuff. Like there's been talk about potentially Dragon being involved in something between WWE and New Japan, which I think will be very minor if it does happen. Um, especially with AEW as well. Potentially there's something there as well. But I can't help but need to find the ex the way to express my need to see. Sheamus in 2021 Suzuki? wrestling Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> like, can someone make this happen for me, please? Because this is just going to be one of the stiffest fucking matches of all time. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you genuinely would be like, okay, someone might get hurt, which is kind of exciting when it comes to pro wrestling. I'm going to be honest. It would be quite a hard hitting match, wouldn't it? Hmm. <laughs> Also, if Sheamus was allowed to use his original entrance music and, and, and Suzuki's got his current entrance music, the fans would erupt with singing. It would be amazing. <laughs> sure. But it's not 2021. There are crowds. It's 2014. He's still stiff as a horse and no one seems to really care. He's just kind of hurting people. It's kind of odd. Good boy, Shamo. Sheamus, yeah. the first social media wrestler. What do you mean? Sheamus was ahead of his time because he would use MySpace to get bookings and promote things and get himself around. He was the first wrestler, I think, you know, through speaking to various people who really, really pushed that social media usage to get himself over. Cool. If anyone, if anyone ever interviews him, 
in your line of work before you know double check I, i'm pretty certain that's from from memory that it was Seamus who did that it might be worth a bit of a research because you know it's a question i don't think he will get asked that often yeah i'll definitely try and remember it like i've got a terrible memory so i can't promise anything to be honest but <laughs> i love the fact that you've said that about 50 times on the pod this week yeah I've got a terrible memory it's almost like you're tired you've got the stresses of moving house you've recently been married and you're recovering from a cold <laughs> yeah it's, uh, honestly the week of the cold after everything i remembered having a phone call with my dad i spoke to him yesterday and was like dad i, I don't remember what i said <laughs> like was i making sense and he was like kind of <laughs> like okay good stuff uh strange um so crowd uh, just to clarify seamus does tend to be around whenever we do um we interviews with the main roster guys because obviously he's um, Irish and so he's in the area. I think it's a nice excuse to head to Ireland or wherever his family is, you know. Um, so when they've done like W2K, however many um, interviews in the past, they had a, once had like a, a London tour bus. Luke interviewed him on that. And it was actually a really good interview. I remember editing some of it. And um, so yeah, he does one of those guys that's always around. So I'll try and remember, man, because it's genuinely interesting. It'd be fun to find out, you know. But back to this lovely match, which actually has some decent wrestling in it. Because obviously Dragon's in here, but the other players were also quite good. It was <laughs> a very good wrestling match. Genuinely. After yeah, the sh- yeah. I don't know if it's because of the shit that I'd watched leading up to this, or because this was actually a very good match, but I really enjoyed this. This was really good. There's a really good bit where Roman wanks his fist and JBL gives a classic line. He goes, his cock is loaded. <laughs> like, whoa, okay, JBL. Uh, Cena takes the heat, which I thought was really fun. Something different, because he knows yeah. he's not in the main event heading into this mania. Yeah, I wondered how this came about. It seems odd, but it works. It's, it's also, it puts over the shield strong. It makes them look good. They're beating down John Cena. This is impressive stuff i would also go with whoever's producing this match big match john went look dragon is the guy we need to get over we need to get the shield over as top heels for whatever they're going to do next and i guarantee you that john cena offered up saying i'll take the heat yeah it's always seemed like a genuinely decent human being unless he had to lose to the nexus <laughs> <laughs> so uh presentation of the shield as top guys it's 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 really good it's like all three, less Ambrose, are capable of getting the better of top faces like Cena regularly. Would you say, and I know this is quite a bold statement, would you say that the Shield is the best ever call up from NXT? Hmm. Uh, I guess it has to be. Better than Becky? Um, the thing is, Becky's called up took such a long time, and I think it was a mistake that she got over almost, you know? I don't think they wanted to make her the star like she ended up becoming. I think she did that herself. Had Nia not busted her face, I don't think it would have worked. Mm. It's like she benefited from circumstance almost. The Shield always felt like there was a plan. Um, Again, less for Ambrose, but definitely for Roman and definitely for Seth. Like, Seth's run as a heel with Triple H and stuff. That was bloody brilliant. That was a really good little run. Obviously, I enjoy Punk speculating that the shield was his idea. Mm. When he wanted it to was have him, it was Mox it was it Hero, was Mox, it? Ambrose, and Hero. Oh, sorry, Mox, um, Rollins, and Hero. Yeah, but they said no Hero. Put in Roman Reigns. 
I mean, it's worked out, I guess, is the simplest way we can put it. Yeah, Chris Hero's done really well, which is someone needs to book the Kings of Wrestling. Someone needs to give me Kings of Wrestling versus the Young Bucks. Kings of Wrestling versus anyone. Where is Hero? Is he in NXT UK still? No, he's been gone long gone. I think he's now got a podcast and that's it. I don't know oh, what yeah. Hero's up to. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, F you by Cena to Mox. Let Cena make the hot tag to Dragon. Really cool moment. Daniel Bryan does his John Silver, Shawn Michaels spot. You know, he's on fire. Sort of <laughs> running around, killing everyone. It's great. Everyone gets some fun spots in. STFU from Cena to Reigns. Rain, Reigns breaks the grip of John Cena. And you're like, whoa, that's some strong booking. Especially after the Rumble run that Reigns mm. had as well. Like, you can see that Vince has gone, this is our guy. Right here. In 2014, Vince is like, He's going to win everything from now on, okay, guys? Vince gunching, gunging, all, not gunching. I don't know what that is. Gunging all over himself. <laughs> Are you a booker, man? Do you not know how to finish your match? We're, we're, we're update! <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt's jump in to do some brawling. Sing to my son. <laughs> <laughs> The smart schmoz was kind of obvious, you know, this is how it was going to end, and it's it's kind of bullshit. Oh, but I still thought it was clever for the future setup. Yeah. I, I like my wrestling to have finishes, I really, really do, but I understand why and how and how this fits into the storyline and stuff, but I do like that AEW doesn't do this to us all the time, you know? <laughs> This had its place, though. I, I yeah, agree with sure. you. In, agree. A main event, in a main event, unless it's supposed to further a story, you need a, cl- a clear-cut winner. But Again, this... this is coming back to what I was saying at the beginning of the show. This is me going, I'm so frustrated with 2021 WWE that seeing a non-finish like that in a main event is just so infuriating because, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, there's a stat which is floating around at the moment. Which I think in 2021, it's 41% of WWE matches didn't have a finish. And people wonder why I keep saying it's either up for sale or it's going to go the same way as WCW. Because we are in WCW 2000 territory with WWE right now. But this match, everyone looked strong. Dragon came and made the hot tag, so he was a hot baby face. The shield looked amazing because they got to beat over Cena. The fact that (laughs) when when Sheamus came in and bro-kicked Dean Ambrose... And Rollins takes Sheamus down and things like that. That whole sequence. Everyone oh, yeah. was strong. And then they gave a reason for what happens in a few weeks' time, which I, so, I really liked. Yeah, so Wyatt's jump in, attack the good guys. So S.H.I.E.L.D. get pissed off as the winners are announced via disqualification as Cena, Dragon, and Sheamus meaning those guys are going to go into the chamber match and not the shield. Which is why they had to have the, sh- the, the chamber stip, because if it was just they've interfered, the shield have lost nothing. They've just had their opponents beaten up more and they could probably pick away at the pieces. Whereas now, they've lost a golden ticket. Sure. Um, I, I would prefer, I know this is fantasy booking territory, that, you know... Wyatt's stuff goes blip, 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 or whatever and then Cena quickly rolls up Ambrose you know what I mean what do you lose here by actually giving yourself a finish you know what I mean rather than just having the the run in the DQ blah 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 
I think um, the point I'm getting to is that I don't mind a bit of bullshit. I don't mind a bit of storytelling. Just just give us a finish, you know? Let someone win. Let someone lose. Like, I just wish they would do more of that. Yes, but if then Ambrose lost, the Shield have lost, so they've lost momentum. And then it's a case of why did the mm. Shield get distracted by the Wyatts coming out to attack John Cena for the second night in the row? Because obviously it would be a bit weird if all of a sudden they decide they're going to fight the Shield. They've come out to attack a check attack John Cena to have something going on there heading into sort of future plans and yeah I, I just having the shield having the the heels lose out due to dubious tactics I, it was a nice twist for me so I, I agree with you it, I like having good finishes but for me this really works well and as the match was good leading up to it I don't mind yeah it's a little bit of an issue in that it's Heels Wyatt's have pissed off Heel Shield. But with Roman getting the fan reaction that he was at the Rumble as he started to eliminate all those people, we've got the dissension. It's the, the it started the turn. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that if I'm honest. I didn't see the Shield becoming faces. I know that they're they're interesting enough that they were definitely could be over his faces. I can see that happening, yeah, definitely. And and also they'd run for all the faces. In what way? In this match, you mean? No, leading up to this. So since they debuted, they've they've been heels, they've been through every baby all face. Right. Okay. So what else have they got left to do? The fans are really into them. They really like Roman because he was starting to get traction. You know, the reaction I know obviously a lot of his reactions in the rumble was because Dragon wasn't there. So they was like anyone but Batista. <laughs> So he was going to get the <laughs> yeah. positive reaction. But he was getting that leading up to it. The Shield were coming across as cool. And that's the problem with heels in the business day because they become so cool. They become faces. Yeah, sure. I just, um, I don't know. Watching this show, it's like beginning of it was really fun. Hot opener. And it's like they spent two and a half hours kind of beating you down. And give you this main event, which granted was good enough, but then give you the non kind of bullshitty schmoz at the end. It was a bit like, okay, I understand why we got here. I just, it's not a fun wrestling show to watch. Three hours, man. It felt very long. Definitely not fun to watch. And yeah. my main, if I had a gripe or a criticism of this, is that they're trying to build Dragon. They should be trying to build Dragon as the top babyface. But they have the Wyatt's attack Cena, not Brian, who was in the match the night before. So they could have attacked both, but they just attacked Cena. And then it shows going off screen, going off the show, the shield throwing a hissy fit rather than anything to do with Daniel Bryan being like, right, I've made it to the chamber. Hopefully they'll start addressing things like that in next week's show. But man, we've almost had 10 years of Raw being three hours and that's why the show is shit. Yeah. It's a massive issue, isn't it? it? It's strange in the... For this show, they achieved what they needed to achieve. They put over the fact Elimination com- is coming up. They pushed the main event. They've told us there's some stuff going on with Brock. You know, we've we've put our champions on TV. We've highlighted some other talent like Sankara and people like that. It's it's just... um, There's nothing really anything to write home about. It's just we're just taking a step. I wonder whether this is suffering from it's what nine weeks until WrestleMania at this point. They're in the holding pattern. They need to get yeah. through Chamber for most of their storylines, especially now they only have one main title. They can't just do one throwaway feud and one for the Chamber. 
it's got to go through the chamber to get there. I also think that... Do you think that's a problem? Yeah, definitely. Because then they can't actually start slow burning the build to a main event at WrestleMania. They've got I to keep, have... Their yeah, cha- I keep... Th- sorry, go on. I was going to say, they've just got, they've got to have their champion defend at chamber, which means there's always a point of jeopardy. You Similar to the Rumble, you throw all your top stars into one match, meaning there's no other feuds on Raw, because this is what we've seen. They, we've got a feud at the beginning, Dragon and the Authority. We've got a feud at the end, Cena and the Wyatts, Shield getting involved. Everything else, there's nothing. And because they're building towards the chamber, there's going to be no other matches built up other than throwaway content, which is why we d- don't need three hours. Yeah, I keep thinking the last five or six years at least, probably longer to be totally honest, why, why do they keep putting a pay-per-view in between Rumble and Mania? Why not just have... Why not push the Rumble back, for example? You know what I mean? So it's closer to Mania, so you've got less less time to waste before you get there. Or why not just spend 10 weeks telling a story on Raw and SmackDown or whatever, leading into Mania? Because it feels like they always have this kind of like... this halfway stop-off point that they have to do, which we're forced to do, before we can start doing the WrestleMania storytelling. By that point, it almost feels too late. And so you lose that momentum. And they, you know, WrestleMania is always fun, generally. <laughs> but there's this... this. I wonder whether there's a better way to do this. But they'll always have it because they need the money. Like, they didn't, didn't they have two pay-per-views between Rumble and Mania this year? Um, they had Fastlane and they had someone else. They had they? Fastlane and Chamber. Yeah, was there a Chamber pay-per-view? I'm trying to think. Chamber with no fans as well. Ugh. Yeah, not a great idea. So the, yeah, it's There's not much they can do about that. But I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, it's all about the money. That's why they do it. And unfortunately, this is. What but if you put Rumble five weeks for WrestleMania, you can put those other two pay per views first. Tradition. It's just how they work. It's the calendar. It's the wrestling calendar year. But if it's I, ruining the momentum of the story, surely I mean, they, they, you. Try and do something different rather than just going, well, this is what we do. Well, fuck it. <laughs> you know? I, I speculate from this point in 2014 to now, Vince McMahon decided this. I've sold a lot of my shares. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to do as much as I fucking can to kill this company and see how much money I can make by just being shit. Because I yeah. spent all my time and energy being really good in the 90s through to the Attitude Era. And now I'm just pretty tired. Everyone's the same. Triple H mm-hmm. has just signed all these cookie cutters from the indies who i don't really like because they all play video games they're not real men so all i'm going to do is just put the same shit on tv each week so i can't really be asked i'm going to phone it in and just get billion dollar tv deals that's what i do now i make movies pal yeah maybe they could do like some sort of cinematic pay-per-view in between the two or something different i'm just trying to think of any solution that would still work for them that would stop this kind of dead deadening the story momentums like this because it does feel like on this particular show in 2014 the they they're gonna get to dragon eventually in the main event but we've we've got to do these three four weeks mate then we'll tell your story so we're gonna focus on the shield and cena and batista and orton and these people for a little bit and we'll, we'll keep you on the back burner we'll keep you relevant enough but we're not going to focus on you at the beginning and end of the show all the time just gonna get bits it feels like such a shame like i I think back immediately to how they built austin to face sean at wrestlemania 14 and i remember watching those roars 
for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and going, oh, this is incredible, because they keep ending on Sean getting the better of Austin. So you know when you get to WrestleMania 14, like, he's so built up with frustration and anger of Sean getting the better of him and DX bullshitting their way to always getting the better of Austin. He's finally going to get that moment and he has to overcome Triple H and China and Mike Tyson and Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon and Logan Paul. <laughs> you know, it's like I really miss that story and I just I don't see it anymore. They, WWE. It's been years since I felt that. Yeah, there, but that's the thing. There isn't. Unfortunately, but they've got it right here. It's in the palm of their hands, which I think is why it's so frustrating for me. But I, I wonder again with this is for the first time in a long time, they notice they're like, we are shit at long term storytelling now. If we pull the trigger and start building Dragon now, we're going to fuck it up by mid-Feb. So let's yeah, just leave maybe. it. We're going to do it. We can only tell a five week story arc. We can't tell a 10 anymore. Because we think the fans will lose interest. So what we're going to do is we know we've got it. We know it's hot. But if we touch it now, we've fucked up Mania. So we just, like in my job I was saying before we came on the pod, I found a solution and walk away. (laughs) Are you going to tell us what the solution is? I'll tell you after Chamber, but it's a good one. (laughs) And also, if, if they started doing the build now, you know, we'd just be going, oh, well, Dragon's really good for 10 episodes. Whereas what we're actually going to do for 10 episodes is turn around and go, God, Raw's shit in it. <laughs> and that's much better for listeners. Yeah. But this argument of they meant to do this, they meant to make Dragon the underdog. Wouldn't he constantly be being beaten up and losing then? And he's not. He's there. He's to cut and cocky promos. He's in the face of Triple H. He's almost getting the better of the shield indeed getting the better of the shield in the main event because technically he wins the match and gets a spot in the chamber and i don't think he's going to get beaten over the next four like eight weeks every single week into the ground so he actually feels like an underdog but that's it and that's the thing as you said because what they're going to do is leading up to chamber classic wwe i predict because you know i don't remember what happens in roars up to chamber but they're going to have him looking strong because classic WWE booking, if you go into a pay-per-view looking strong, you are losing that pay-per-view. And <laughs> because the fans want it, he's going to get the opportunity to get the belt at Chamber and they might take it away from him again. Careful, so, careful spoiler territory here because I don't remember what happens. So if you know what's going to happen, then don't well, no, I don't. Quite that's yet. what. Okay, that's okay, why I said cool, they cool. might take it away. I just I can't remember. You know, we've seen. I thought you were going down that route. So I was like, I'm just going to oh, knock down the head just in case because no, 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 I do want to semi enjoy some of this storytelling because we've got nine weeks left to do. <laughs> the, the, the fear of it with chamber matches because obviously they need to do different things. Like the year where Edge took out Kofi running down to the ring and then took his place in the spot. Can he do that, Joey? Yeah. It's things like that. Are they going to try and screw him out of it? Because I can't even remember he made it to Chamber. So that's going to be my my next run of these. Are they going to put him strong heading into the Chamber from there? How do we get to Mania? Because I can't remember, but I remember being so invested in this storyline. And both Punk from Pipe Bomb to now was probably the most engaged I've been with WWE since the end of the Attitude Era. So this yeah, was a absolutely. nice thing for me to to revisit it. As we've always said with things like when we go back to the Attitude Era and we start going, actually, was this as good as I remember? Maybe I shouldn't touch this. So far with this little run, what has been nice and warming is that the reaction and how warm I feel towards Brian Danielson is still there. 
and the want yeah. for him to succeed to be part of that journey. So that's what's really good about this this one so far for me. But fuck me, Monday Night Raw. I can't wait to do our next run of shows that isn't three hours of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, just picking this, guys. I really appreciate you <laughs> we're gonna sit through these three hour roars. But we know what we're gonna get to at least is gonna be good. So well, at least I hope it is. I remember it being good. But you're right, like I remember Dragon being over at this time. The few shows we've watched he is as over as anyone I've ever seen in WWE at least. Well, if you enjoy this run, like Daniel Bryan, he got a lovely Yes t-shirt. We don't have a Yes t-shirt. We've got some wonderful merch at Amazon.co.uk. Just search World of Wrestling Podcast. Grab yourself a t-shirt. Grab yourself a hoodie. Because you want a hoodie in this hot weather we're experiencing in the UK. Because <laughs> if you may be wanting to use it on a spin class to drop a bit of extra weight, sweat it off, chuck the hoodie on. Want to look cool down the beach? Chuck on our Murder Clown inspired t-shirt or our CM Punk tribute t-shirt. Just search World Wrestling Podcast at Amazon.co.uk. Fucking a. Uh, um, hold on. Before we go too far into like you know doing the outro, uh, do you want to rate this show? Just as a standalone part of the series, you know, don't compare it to modern or old or AEW. Whatever. Just just as the show as it is. I'm going a how, three. How I'm going a three cornflake. It's in the middle. There's nothing that overly offended me to the point of hatred. There just wasn't anything there to excite me. But the main event. Really, really good. Opening promo of Dragon and Steph's mic work. Really, really good. Zeb Coulter's signs. Hilarious. Three cornflakes. Yeah, I'm going two because I think they can do better. The the two hours in the middle were... Whew, that was boring. <laughs> There's a few moments that are like, okay. But it's better than Impact. Worse than WCW. Agreed. But I think this is middle of the road. I watched it. Yeah. There's nothing that offended me. There's nothing that excited me. So I wouldn't say I could... I mean, I said it was a toss-up between two and three. I think I've been a bit unfair. And also, I've enjoyed podcasting. So maybe it's yeah, got sure. the benefit Maybe it's got the benefit of me having a nice evening chatting to my friend about... To get, like, three, four... Wrestling. Yeah, to get three, four, it needs, it, needs a, it needs a really good match on there with at least a pinfall or something for me. <laughs> but there isn't on this show, so it is what it is. And we're probably not going to get it till Mania. <laughs> so. Yeah, fucking A. <laughs> Right, so next week we are going to be doing, let me just clarify the date of this particular episode. We are going to be doing uh, the 3rd of February February 2014 Raw, if you want to go watch it prior to the podcast. So we're going to try and keep this uh, more regular, because obviously we took a couple of weeks off to get to episode two, see if we can smash these out, right? Hell yeah, I've got it all booked out on my work calendar. So no one will interfere with my Tuesday nights to record this. So when it comes to yours, and again, thanks for jumping back uh, to listen to us. You know, obviously, as Rich said, we've been away for the last couple of weeks. We have missed doing podcasting and, you know, I'm double jabbed now. So it won't be long until you're double jabbed. And soon Got we're going to get one to Friday. Do this. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Jabby, jabby. <laughs> so um, where can people find your fa- you on social media and your fantastic work? Which you do. You can find me at Fanboy Wretch and all across Wrestle Talk and parts of Unknown and Naroz Bard. Yeah, we're going to be working with a certain uh, small model company soon. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I can't say that yet, but it's okay. Hang on, small model. It's Hornswoggle doing lingerie now. <laughs> Definitely. Where can people <laughs> find you? Uh, I'm best kept get in contact with me on uh, Twitter or Facebook at the Tex Williams. This week, Work permitting, I will be recording some classic commentary from Pro Wrestling All Stars. 
the wonderful event of Soul Survivor 2. Soul Survivor is one of my favorite events in the Pro Wrestling All-Stars calendar. So I'm very much looking forward to going back to look at Soul Survivor 2. And that should be available on the Powered 4 TV network very, very soon. Excellent work, man. Right, it's been a pleasure, dude. Look forward to seeing you next week. More Enter the Brimo Dragon Triple X. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Brimo! Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. The louder you guys are, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get,